is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Great to have you. It's Tuesday, June 29th. I'm Jerem Jordan, as mentioned. A man is returning to Studio B for the first time, I believe since 2019. It's been a minute. Brian Logan is back, baby. I am back. Excited to be here, man. Very, very excited. It's great to see you. How are you? I'm doing good. I think, you know, the, the, the best part so far was the, the mini tour that you gave me about 30 seconds before we came on the show. <laughs> You're in Studio B. Do you remember how to play? Brian, do you remember where to, what to do? I was like, uh, my mic. I don't know what I'm doing. What's going on? So I appreciate your guidance, man. I, Listen, I, I do. I've missed your musk. I went into <laughs> the makeup room, and I was like, Brian Logan's here. This is awesome. You always beat me to the makeup room. Normally, I'm just by myself. Yeah. When it comes to any type of, of show prep, yep. everybody's going to beat me, except for, except for makeup, hair, makeup, the look and dress, matters. And it, it does. It matters more to me than my performance. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud, but bring ragu, <laughs> as you said. No Boo Boo Johnson performances today from one Brian Logan. It's great to right. have you back, man. Okay, here's the show lineup. We focus on the defensive line. Brian comes on. We're like, let's talk defense. What do you want out of it? Who will make an impact there this fall? We'll talk about it. Jan Jorgensen will join us. Your former teammate from 2009. He's the Snow College defensive coordinator. Why can't BYU have as many sacks as they had when Jan played? Is it strategy? We'll talk about it with Brian, with Jan, plus flattering words about Gideon George in the Nigerian Olympic tryouts and the stress BYU doll you didn't know you needed. And Top 5 Tuesday, normally at this point, Brian, I know what it is, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I'm told it's great. We'll find out what it is a bit later. That's coming up. But first, here are today's headlines. NCAA Division I Council recommends the board of directors adopts the NIL policy on Wednesday. This, you know, by the way, Jerem, there should be something for players like myself and players in the past. We should get some type of conversation for this. I don't know what it is and what that... The back of NCAA College Football 2010 wasn't enough for you? No, it it definitely wasn't enough for me. I, I think, I mean... It was it was it was nice, but at the end of the day, man, money talks. I, I need to get paid for it in some type of way, and and, and so I like I like to step you know in the in the right direction uh, with the council. You were born in the right. Look, look, check this out. Players in states without the NIL laws will be able to still make money, which is great. Uh, college athletes can participate in NIL activities that follow the law of the state that they play in. Colleges and universities decide what can work. It's still a cluster. They don't have guidelines or regulations, which to some degree you want it to be unregulated, but there needs to be at least minimal regulation to not break rules, laws, whatever. Anyway, I like that players uh, can take advantage of their name, image, likeness and get paid. What exactly does that mean? We still don't know! And and it's Thursday is July 1st. Check this out. All, all the players that can take, adva- take advantage of what Jerem said, because things aren't really solidified right now, things are up in the air, take advantage. Yeah. In a good way. Headline two, Elijah Bryant and the Bucks play the Hawks in game four tonight in Atlanta. Good luck to Bryant and uh, the Bucks. Depends on if you want the Hawks to win. Uh, I, don't Bucks know, I, don't, I don't know why any BYU fan would want the Hawks to win. Well, maybe you're from Atlanta. You like uh, mm, okay, but, you know, 
like maybe you I, love Dominic Wilkins. I mean, Band of Brothers, like is college over pros type of thing. Like, where's your loyalty at? Family, like we're family. We're family. BYU is yeah, family. family. What is this? Fast and the Furious? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, okay. Headline three: George Udo is cleared and ready to play, according to his Twitter. We don't know what this means. Yeah, um, but we've been told George is probably not going to play this fall much because he's recovering from injury. Yeah, he'd be an impact player, Brian. I definitely would be. Um, this is somebody that I have high hopes on. Um, I think that the biggest thing to me is is you can see a kid's progression, especially if they if they get playing time at a very early age, or I say early age, but um, early in their career, and you start to see that progression. He's a baller. That's usually, that's usually a good sign, right? It's kind of same thing like like we saw with with Zach Wilson. Yep. Um, and and so hopefully you know things work out where he could you know continue to grind and get the opportunity to, to continue to play. That's great. Uh, Fibalaki uh, enters the transfer portal in uh, twenty in the twenty twenty season. Uh, had four solo tackles and one assist. So. There you go. Sophomore golfer Kirsten Fotu is tied for 31st and won a playoff to advance to the round of 32 in the Utah State Amateur, or Amateur if you're, like, way smart. Uh, Fotu's way smart. competing with Cougar <laughs> teammate Lila Nalia. Nalia is currently uh, two up through nine holes. Cougars in the minors. Former Coug Colton Shaver went one for five at bat for the Sugarland Skeeters. I know you're a huge fan of this. Guy. <laughs> you know what you remind me of? Remember, remember Doug? Did you watch that cartoon? No. The, oh, okay. I know what you're talking about, though. His his best friend, Skeeter? No. Yeah, that's... Well, now oh, I know. Yeah, I'm no, I'm no. Wait, like, there's a little bit of an age difference. I didn't watch Doug. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're, how old are you? Old, four, old, old, old enough. We're not that... I, old enough. not that much older. Old enough, punk. Uh, okay. So, you know, even even though, you know, Colton Shaver went one for five... Uh, the Skeeters lost to the Oklahoma City Dodgers. We could have just said he had a hit, right? You didn't have to point out the four he didn't. Yeah, you know, we, I, we expect <laughs> greatness here. It's, just, you know, yes, it's a do. very, very high Even bar. with the Sugarland Skeeters, friend of Doug. All rise and <laughs> shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Friend's a defensive person in football, and uh, we want to talk a little defense, so let's talk about it. Uh, linebackers get a lot of love here. Brian, yeah. obviously yeah. the secondary, you, you love the secondary. We love the secondary safeties. That's a position of strength. Corners loaded this year for BYU. Mm -hmm. Let's talk defensive line. So there's this conversation that we have every year where it's like the defensive line. When will BYU be the Kalani Sitake, Utah defensive lines that were dominant? When will that show up here? Why doesn't BYU get enough sacks? Are they doing their job? They're not asked to do that. What do you want from the defensive line this year, Brian? So – as a player, all I, all I wanted to do, and I would say specifically, you know, being a corner, was just have my back, bro. Just have, have my back. What does but that mean? What that means is I don't want to be covering somebody, a receiver, for 10 seconds. <laughs> Not five seconds either. I, like, I, how, how long was pre preferred for you? Three seconds? Three. Two. If you're 2.7. 2.77 seconds. Um, I, I think the average time NFL and college is, is about four seconds, maybe three and a half to four seconds, right? Um, when it comes to, to snapping the ball and, and the quarterback releasing it. Um, and, and so that's what I mean is, is that, you know, get, and we call it get home, especially if, if, if we're bringing pressure and blitzes, like get home, please have my back and put pressure on the quarterback, have my back to where you make my life easy. 
I'm sorry. I, I want you to make my life easier. I'm selfish. I'm sorry. But on the flip side, I'm going to help you as well, right? So I'm going I'm to, you know, come with it. I'm going to have good coverage and allow the quarterback to hold the ball, you know, maybe a, a second longer. And then you can go ahead, get the sack, make money, get all the glory. Because we know corners and DBs, we don't get glory. But if we mess up, everybody sees it. Kind of like yeah. offensive yep. linemen, right? Yep. And, and so – to to me as a player, that that's what I want. I think as a as a defensive coordinator or somebody that is is drawing up the schemes, I want I want the defensive line to be physical, and I want them to have motor skills. Motor skills meaning you're not stopping at all. Somebody who is 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 going, you know, 120 percent every single down, and and being able to be physical, you you're able to set the tone, and we hear this all the time. It starts in the trenches, but Getting knocked, getting hit in the mouth starts in the trenches. You know what I mean? You set the tone for the entire game, and for you really speak for the defense. Um, but but most importantly, third downs, right? Um, get off the field on third downs, and to do that, you have to win on first and second downs. That's that that's what you have to do that because now as a defense, I can I can I can dictate what I want to do versus the other way around. If it's third and long, guess what? Guess what you're doing? Guess what you're doing? Getting home, baby. No, 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 for offense, for offense. If it's third and long, what are you doing? You got to pass. You're passing. So what do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to blitz. You're going to get <laughs> I'm going I'm to blitz, and, I'm gonna, and yeah. I'm going to get home. Now, if it's third and three, third and four, I really don't know what you're doing. You know, it's, it's, it, it could be this way. It could be that way. You got to get the offense off schedule, like you said, because an, an offense wants to get to second and six or less. Third and three or less. It's it's all this this will summarize it up, and I probably should say this in the beginning to better articulate my message. It's all about control, right? Who can control the the, the series? Um, is it the defense or the offense? If the offense can get ahead of the chains, meaning third and one or or get into third and short situations, yeah. now as a defense. I'm not in control. I don't really know if I should bring pressure or if I should drop you know drop eight. As an offense or as a defense, if it's, if it's third and long, like everybody in the whole world knows I'm blitzing, right? Or it should be. So, so if a defense can control the series, control the lines, and allow um, you know, the offense to, to get into third and longs, that is what I want. Okay, tell me this. So I've asked this question for the last couple of years. Hey, why doesn't get, BYU get more sacks? So there, there, there's a couple of comments from Elisa Tuyaki that totally make sense. One is the ball gets out quicker nowadays. That makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. just harder to get home, right? Yep. Um, and when you get home, you're, you know, it's family. You're having corn on the cob <laughs> of the barbecue with uh, Dom Toretto and the gang, right? Um, yeah, go, go CF9, as I mentioned uh, yesterday. And uh, it's, it's just that BYU defensively, to the frustration of some fans who at times don't understand why, BYU's going to drop eight in a third and long situation against a quarterback who maybe not, might not find the window as easily. Two uh, references, 2019. BYU beats USC in Keaton Slovis because it drops eight often. Yep. A couple of picks. He was a freshman, first road game. He couldn't find the windows. Okay? Peyton Wilgar and Isaiah Kafusi with a couple of picks, right? Fantastic. Against Jordan Love. Oh, crazy. Uh, first round pick uh, after that season. Yep. Dropped eight, three picks. Yep. Peyton Wilgar again, by the way, with one of those. Sometimes that's the answer. Yeah. But the BYU defensive line, we've been told, is, well, you know what? Uh, like Kairos Tonga, not a ton of sacks. Nose tackle, he's going to stop the run. That's his job. Mm-hmm. 
it, it seems like it's been working pretty successfully through this group. But do, is there something, uh, I guess, what can the defensive line do better to help BYU to the next level? Because you're saying it starts with the D-line. So what's the next step for this group? Well, I, I think it has to be turnovers, um, pressure. And so obviously, you know, having more pressure is going to lead with, with more turnovers. And, and I would say being disruptive in the pass game. Really, I mean, that's, that's what it comes down to. Um, you can drop eight, and I would say the majority, like those situations, oh, this is going to sound bad because I'm judging, but this is what you guys pay me to do, right, is judge. And so it's an opinion it, it, talk show. Right, 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 right. Um, those quarterbacks, in my opinion, like if you drop eight and you're not having a lot of pass rush, the last thing that you should do is, is throw a pick, I think. That's like the last thing. Like you, you got to be pretty bad to 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 do that. You know what I mean? At least that's throw, the idea of putting eight dudes out there. Right, right. right. I mean, at, at you least have more defenders at, than offenders. At least throw the ball away or, or incompletion, whatever the case is. And so, you know, with that being said, if if a quarterback can take care of the ball, you know, well, mm-hmm. and you're dropping eight, well, cool. And now it's fourth down, and I'm putting the ball. And now we're we're kind of playing the field position game. Yeah. But instead of dropping eight, if I can bring pressure. And now I have, you know, these quarterbacks disrupted and I'm throwing an interception. That's one more turnover. You know what I mean? That's one more opportunity to score. And so, yes, you know, what we've seen so far is, is, you know, stout defensive linemen, stout in the run game. But now turn up the heat. Get home and turn up the heat. Turn up the heat, please, in the kitchen. And and be disruptive well, in the, in the oven because if mom is or dad is sweaty and cooking, that's not going to work out well. Right? Dad's not. Dad's be bo- hot and bothered. Look, look, dads, dads <laughs> can't go into the kitchen. <laughs> Absolutely, they can. Dads can't go in the kitchen what when mom's talking about. Well, not when mom's in there. Well, depends. Depends if mom uh, if there's too many cooks in the kitchen. I guess. Let's talk about who's on the defensive line. I wonder if BYU has found a defensive end who can get home a little better than the previous ones. And I think his name's Tyler Batty. We don't have a lot of volume with Tyler, but what we're told from the coaching staff is they think he's the next thing. Tyler Batty had three sacks in a game, four total last year. He only played in four games, then he got hurt. He was a freshman. He's a freshman again. That's one of the good things about COVID. It was mostly bad. One of the good good things was everyone keeps the year of eligibility, right? Mm -hmm. Lorenzo Falte is back after injury. Uh, Lorenzo is an end. Um, you know, Uriah Leatawa and uh, Gabe Summers and Atunasa Maihe on, on the interior. I like this group. They haven't, like, gotten home a ton. We haven't had the Jan Jorgensen dude with, like, 28 career sacks. Corbin Kafusi was pretty good. Bronson was excellent. But I think BYU's been missing that elite edge rusher. Will we yeah. see a guy like Tyler become a very good edge rusher? That could make a difference this year. It's, it could make a huge difference. And, and I think... I think he. I mean, it comes down to recruiting, which everything does, right? When you when you talk about building a program. That's a question I've had with with Kalanistaki in this group is, man, you got all these good ones up at Utah. Yeah. Where are they at BYU? It's year five. Perhaps we're seeing a few of those develop into those types. And we'll and, and I, I think just by default, that's what BYU has to do is is get the best player that they can and then develop them, right? Um, they're, they're, it's hard to compete when you have an honor code. It's just gonna, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just a little bit hard to do that. So, it's I, for for fans and, and for analysts, we have to, and even the coaches staff. I mean, they understand this and know this. It's gonna have to take time, right? So, long, year uh, five, let's go. You ha- for for the individual. I get your point, and I agree with you, man. Like, 
there should be some type of pipeline and roadmap for, for, for coaches understanding, okay, I'm not going to get the top-tier type of talent. Therefore, any talent that I do get, I'm going to make sure that by year two, they are game ready, they have certain experience, and they potentially could start. I, w- I wish there was a junior college where there were like four BYU guys on the staff that they could just pull from. We'll talk to one of those coaches coming up after the break. Our question of the day, what do you want out of the BYU defensive line in 2021? Let's hit up Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Playing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Matt I. Cosmo on Twitter. No drop-off from last year. Tonga, Daw, and Bracken Bakri, who I saw on a bicycle the other day, by the way, Will be hard to replace, but I have faith that everyone is going to step up and fill the roles that are needed. Reload, not rebuild. That is the hope. Kyrus Tonga will be hard to replace, but that is the hope. Coming up, a BYU stress doll for the upcoming season. Yeah, what's that all about? How much is it? Do we need it on the set? Dan Jorgensen will join us as well to discuss the defensive line and Snow College. Is this new, Ricks? Oh, Jan's looking good with that beard. That is this a is nice BYU beard, Sports man. Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The newest Deep Blue podcast features basketball and social media superstar Shaylee Gonzalez, how she became a viral social media sensation, overcame an ACL tear, and is she about? Uh, and she's all about making money on NIL. Listen to it on BYU Radio. Uh, the app and where all podcasts are Yeah, really fun conversation with Shaley. Okay, we're live in Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Jerem Jordan alongside Brian Logan. And back when Brian Logan was an aspiring D1 athlete who took a trip to Provo, and his host was one Jan Jorgensen, who joins us from Ephraim, Utah, Snow College defensive coordinator, BYU legend on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Jan, what do you remember about being the host for Brian Logan on his recruiting trip to Provo? <laughs> Whatever happened on that st- trip stays on that trip, Jaron. All right, Brian, tell us. You didn't tell me that rule. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me that. I already kind of spilled the beans. Um, I'm, I, afraid, I'm afraid of what's what's going to happen. I have one real memory that sticks out, but I'm afraid of what Brian's going to say. I, okay, okay. I remember. I remember. So it was almost. Ooh, I almost. I almost said a cuss word. It was really boring. It was really, really, really boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was boring. <laughs> What'd you guys do? I got this okay, okay, I'll tell you what we did. Okay. So I need some defense here. Number one, Andrew Rich was your host the first night, right? And he was supposed to be Brian's host the entire weekend. Wow. And I did not know this. Came up, something came up with Andrew. Andrew couldn't do it on Saturday night. So I get a phone call Saturday morning, or is like late. You know, because you you don't go with your host till dinner time, and I get a call somewhere time around noon saying that Andrew's gone. We have a recruit in town that needs someone to host him. Will you host him? And I had plans that night just to go hang out at my brother's house and watch the UFC pay per view that was happening. And so I was like, I guess I can just bring. Brian with me, called up Max, had Max come over, and me, Max, my brother, a couple of my brother's buddies, we watched the, the UFC. And I, I don't know how much UFC uh, Brian had watched. That was my at first one. Point. I had no yeah. clue what was going on. And, and last one? 
first uh, maybe one or two more okay. after that. They're fun. But but it was yeah, and and I didn't know. I got. I'm gonna text Andrew after this, man, because I didn't know <laughs> that he bailed yeah. on me. Which I'm happy you said that because. For the last ten years, I've been talking so much smack about you. Like, you're the worst <laughs> host. Like it was the I, I, I tried so hard. Look, I look. probably would have been a bad host even if I had time to plan. Look, check out, man. <laughs> I just remember, I just remember going in my going through my head like, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep, don't fall asleep. Wake up, wake up. You wake were up. still, it, but it didn't stop you from coming. Look, in. man, I, I went to the bathroom like five times just so I can get the blood flowing. You know what I mean? Just so I wouldn't <laughs> fall asleep, man. Yeah. So, but I, so I mean, I, I stopped giving you a hard time, but I do appreciate you stepping up, you know, and taking care of me. I'm glad I didn't scare you off. That's <laughs> yeah, that's it. It worked out. Are you, 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 so I would say this and, this, and this would be a good, you know, kind of kind of transition, I, I think. I remember being in the car with you and having, you know, one-on-one conversations, and it was all business. Um, and I think more than anything, that, that's what really inspired me. Um, and I could push aside, you know, the, the boring, you know, other things that was going on that night. And... You, you, what you were saying, I mean, it just, it just reminded me of like, okay, this is, this is greatness. Like what you're about to walk into is greatness. And, and before anything, I had like this high expectation of, okay, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I always had this chip on my shoulder during fall camp uh, to not let you guys down, you, uh, Max, you know, Dennis. So I appreciate that more than anything, man, is, is is that the expectation that you guys have for the program and for any newcomers coming in? Well, I appreciate that. It's kind of the philosophy I take in recruiting right now. When I, when I talk to kids, I don't, I don't try to, I don't try to sell them. I basically say like, this is what this is all about. Like we're here to win football games. If you're here for, to not work hard, you're, if your priority going to college is to, live the the normal college lifestyle, like I tell them, it's not the program for you. If you want to come, you want to win football games, you want to work hard in football and school is what's most important to you, then this is your place to be. And I mean, that's just kind of the approach I I take because I think in in your story right there, like Brian, real recognizes real, right? You can Mm -hmm. tell when people are BSing you and, you know, using the used cars, sales tricks and whatever, like, you go, you just be real with a person and you set the expectation and then the right type of people, it'll scare some people off, but the ones that it scares off aren't the ones that you want. We're talking with the Janimal, Jan Jorgensen on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you're down at Snow College. You're the d- defensive coordinator. Yeah. You guys have this little, uh, the BYU homies are down there. Zach Erickson's the head coach. He played at BYU. Of course, Butch Pau is down there. Tanner Jacobson uh, left BYU as a grad assistant, and he's down there with the secondary. So you guys go all the way to the national championship game, man. You guys had a great season. What's it like with these BYU guys down there and that staff and your development as a coach and finding success? It's a lot of fun, man. Um, coaching, coaching is a hard business. And just, I think you guys know, have know this in your work experience. Anybody listening knows it in their work experience. When you work with people you like, no matter how hard what it is that you're doing, you have a good time. And then if you work with people you don't really like, it just becomes miserable. And for us, I mean, we all get along really well. We all have similar, you know, personalities, goals. And so it's a lot of fun. And I think that's part of the success that we had this year is, you know, we all really like each other. We enjoy each other and we trust each other. And so it's, it was, it was, it was a very fun year. 
So for those who missed it, you go to the national championship game. You guys are up. Unfortunately, yeah. you don't win. Uh, but what was yep. that season like as you guys nav- navigated COVID and nearly won the national uh, junior college championship? It was crazy. It was. See- it, it seemed like we were losing two and three starters every single week. It was. It was nuts. Um, we had a really tough schedule. We traveled, you know, to Pennsylvania. Um, took a twenty-four hour bus ride to Iowa. Went to Iowa three times actually, um, and it was. It was a crazy season. It was really stressful, but it was the most rewarding football season I've ever been a part of. And um, very proud of our players and how they were able to overcome a lot of adversity and get to where they got. It was pretty cool. Wait, more than two thousand nine, Jim? Um, two thousand nine was pretty cool. I said, I, "Did I say?" I, I meant to say as a coach. Oh, okay, okay. Time. I was like, Brian's right here, Jim. <laughs> yeah, that, that was what I. That was your favorite. That was your favorite season, right? Two thousand nine. Re- 2009 was definitely, I would say 2009, 2007. Those two seasons were my two favorite. It's hard for me to pick a winner out of those two, but they were both great years. 2009 is a, clearly the the choice. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so, so obviously, you know, we're talking about defensive line and, and just the defense as a whole. Um, when it comes to BYU going to the next level, the defensive lineman, what I said earlier was, to, for, for them to be more disruptive in the pass game, right? Um, they've been good, you know, in, in, in you know, running the ball and, and run defense, I would say. Uh, but when it comes to that next level, right, um, taking that step, that's what I believe. Um, and, and also what I'm assuming is that in order to do that, you need to be more aggressive, calling more blitzes instead of, you know, dropping. So as a defensive coordinator, what, what, what do you think – uh, goes into your decisions of being more aggressive, or um, you know, kind of, you know, kind of, kind of not taking taking the uh, foot off the pedal, and you know, dropping eight and being more, I would say, complacent. Yeah, I mean, the the first thing that I learned as a coordinator, um, well, it's not the first thing I learned. Maybe it's been a hard lesson that I've learned, but I really learned it over this last year. Is that as a coordinator, you have to be you. You have to be yourself. And by nature, I'm aggressive, right? Like, that's just me. And so for me to go and not be aggressive, I'm doing something that's that's just not my personality. It's not who I am. So I learned that I have to go and be who I, who I am. So any coordinator, whether it's a little more conservative coordinator, whether it's you, if that's them, that's how they're going to be the most successful. Um in terms of it's hard for me to speak to exactly what BYU does because I'm not in those in those rooms and what the game plan is, but I'm not just aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. I do drop eight at times. Like I drop eight, I bring zeros, I do a lot of different things. And my my goal as a coordinator is I just want to keep you guessing. And even when I'm not being aggressive, I want you to think I'm being aggressive. And that's my general strategy. Now, BYU comes, they're a little bit more on the conservative side, which is not wrong. Um, But I think there's a time and place where you use that conservative part where you get teams get used to you being conservative and you use those opportunities to get aggressive and make big plays. So it's all about, you know, calculated risk and being smart with those decisions. But it's 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 not an easy thing to do um, for sure when it comes to coordinating a defense and, and finding that balance. 
what's your perception of BYU football right now, Jan, after, uh, you know, 10 years of independence? This 10th year, obviously, COVID was a unique year. BYU took advantage. Zach Wilson's second pick. It was crazy. 13 dudes in the NFL from this team. Uh, what do you think of BYU football right now? I think last year was a very enlightening year um, in terms of where BYU is as a program, where they can be the most successful, where they can get the most national attention. Um I think that was a, it was very enlightening um, in terms of the schedule that they had. I mean, it wasn't full of power five teams, but they were running the table and they had everybody on, you know, game day talking about them and everything instead of playing a murderer's row, the first six games and being 500 and nobody mentioning them. And so I thought that was very enlightening um, seeing the contrast, which we'd never really seen before. Um, so I, I thought that was interesting and I think it's in a good spot, man. I think they've done a good job recruiting over those last few years and you're kind of seeing it. I think when they first got in the, I mean, it's hard to find your groove in recruiting and find who your guys are and what you're recruiting to. And I think they found their groove and they know who they're going after and what they need to get, where they can get them. And I think you're seeing it pay off on the field, which is pretty cool. And there's a lot of, though you lost a lot of good players, there's a lot of good young talent to step up and, and fill those shoes. Hey, and maybe we'll see some snow college dudes at BYU. Who knows? Maybe I'm trying, man. I'm, I'm trying. I, my, my whole goal is to, to help my alma mater. Get that, get that pipeline going, man. I, we, we, need, we need more JC guys. Yeah, Brian, of course, would say that. And and I feel like we need to line up like an activity in E from where Brian hangs out with you, and it ends up being watching UFC at yeah. the end of the night. It's probably going to be. I now have a child, another one on the way, and I, my life could not be more boring. So <laughs> that, Look, man, I, I, I have two. I have a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. I'll bring them with me, and we can all be Do boring it. together. That sounds sounds great. My life every day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jan, it was great to catch up, man. Congrats on all the success uh, down at Snow with all the BYU guys. Tell them hi for us, and uh, thanks for the time, man. No problem. Anytime, fellas. Okay, that's Jan Jorgensen on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. I love Jan. After the um, 08 game at Washington where, you know, he blocks the yeah. PAT to win, they won a Power 5 road game for the first time in a long time, and I said, what did that mean to kind of get that monkey off your back? And Jan started saying, all you media that have talked about this, like, it's over. And I turn and I look around, and there's no one else around me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, all you media, it's just me, Jan. What you, what's going on? That's one of my favorite look, stories. The, the, the aggression, man. The aggression. He's, he's aggressive. Help for Utah, man. That's, That's right. right. Coming up, we'll continue with the uh, 2009 trend. Uh, for Top 5 Tuesdays for Dennis Pitta's birthday. What? That's what it is? Happy birthday to And the BYU stressed all that apparently I need right now that you didn't know you needed. This is BYU Sports Nation. It's Dennis Pitta's birthday? This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Join us Friday for a BYU Sports Nation special. A decade of independence where we look back at 10 years of football independence with A.D. Tom Homo. Plus, give you our top 10 players of independence. I, top 10. Yep. It, it was top tough. 10. Was tough I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm already, like, scrambled in my brain. Yep. How, could you guys, yep. how could you guys do that? Where's Zach Wilson? Where's Taysom Hill? Where's Jamal Williams? Very, very interesting. Uh, I'm definitely 
gonna gonna watch you guys too, uh, or you can listen this Friday at noon Eastern on BYU TV or BYU Radio. Check it out. Uh, we're playing off the uh, Independence Weekend. Let's go. Okay, he is Brian Am Jerem. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. Good whip round presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problem. Brian, what is up? The Sporting News released its ranking of all 130 college football coaches. Okay. Guess where Kalani Sataki ended up? How about you just tell me? 46th. Up 40 spots from last year's ranking. 86. Yeah. So progress is the goal, right? Progress over perfection. Is that correct? Uh, we'll chat we'll later, I guess. Yeah. Are you more impressed with the ranking um, or with jumping ranking? The jumping ranking is significant. 40. 86. That's garbage. Yeah. Coming off back-to-back 7 and 6 seasons, I can see why he'd be there, but it's like, come on, man. Um, no, I think that's pretty notable. Uh, I love that Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina is 38. Like one good year? Like you just you, 38? Yeah, that's... Okay. I, I mean, I guess it's just the, the culture of, like, what have you done for me now, right? Like the Well, if that's the case, then Clint's talking about it should be 27. Yeah, but, you like, the thing with BYU, anything with ranking, whatever they truly are, you got to, like, minus, like, 20 spots just because BYU. I don't actually <laughs> Just because BYU. I know we're pretty, uh, you know, chided. And, uh, we get played. Skeptical about we get. The we get. I, I think we get played more than what than what you think. <laughs> Not Cougar board. Nigerian <laughs> national team head coach uh, Mike Brown, uh, NBA uh, head, former head coach, assistant coach, now, calls Gideon George a prototypical NBA wing. What are your expectations for Gideon, Gideon this season? Um, for him to be great. What does that mean? It means to be, I would say, consistent. Um, what does that mean? Consistent at making plays, getting teammates better, getting himself better. Flexing? I think. I, mean, I think. Good at that. I think. Flexing. I think it always. It, it comes down to like again. I said this earlier in the show. Um, what I want to see in any type of player is is progress, and you can look at that from stats. You can look that look at that from an energy energetic standpoint, right? Yep. How 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 do I make my team better? You know, when I'm on the court. Um, I can look at the stats and say, okay, here's my here's certain goals. This is what I've done when I started. This is how I compare now. Um, so that's the biggest thing I want for anybody. And I, again, I'll say, I'll say, like I said with Zach, as a freshman, I know a lot of fans were like, oh, get him out. He sucks. He's horrible. But you saw the small incremental progression, right? You saw the small little things that he was doing better and better and better to ultimately where it led him. So that's what I would say. He averaged 5.4 points a game and shot 41%. I'd love to see him approximate high 40s in shooting and probably like 8-plus points a game. Okay. Um, You and Spencer said yesterday Mm -hmm. uh, that you would not reference big game Boomer again. I didn't. So, in their last list, they show the most wins by BYU football programs since 2010. Uh, BYU football has the most wins in the state since 2010. Okay. Uh, Would you exchange... The most wins in the state, um, you know, basically the, the, the Utah State Championship, for one win against Utah. So do you value, do I value more what BYU's done over the last decade? I st- yeah. Utah has fewer wins, but Utah's done way more than BYU. Um, I know BYU had a better singular season last year, but 
2019, Utah was ranked fifth going into the Pac-12 title <laughs> game with a chance to make the playoff. If they win that game, they lost to Oregon. Yeah. Um, I would take. I probably would take a win over Utah. It just really matters. It really does. I sort of fluctuate on this, where you do the whole versus a singular thing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Like, give me. I want the win. <laughs> like, if we. Like, if we. If we won, like. Man. Just like randomly 2015, the bowl game or something? Anything. I mean, I was on the last team that beat Utah. I know. It's pathetic. A Switzerland fan went through all of the emotions yesterday in the Swiss win against France. When was the last? So there's, there's, you know, him crying in his bucket head, down 3-1 in the 80th minute, and then uh, Switzerland ends up winning in penalty kicks. Awesome. When was the last time you felt this way watching a BYU game? Every day. Oh, <laughs> um... <laughs> I w- every game, Troy. Every I, w- I would, uh, for me, that I can remember, I would say, um, I think, I think Coastal Carolina last year was, was that so was, the screaming at the end was upset, not happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It would. I mean, to, to double me, angry. To, to me, what, what what I look at this when I see the pictures is just the the emotions, right, in the roller coaster. Yep. That's what I say every game. <laughs> yeah. You know, not the actual, not the actual, you know, specific outcome. And, and, and a direct, you know, correlation of what happened. Just the emotional roller coaster that you have as a BYU fan with BYU football. It's like dating or marriage. <laughs> dating is marriage. You got your highs BYU and you got your, you got your highs and your lows. Really you got your highs and your lows, and I would say that's that's really the game for me. What about you? Okay, it was watching Zach Wilson leave BYU, mm. but then be the number two pick. It was wearing masks and then not wearing masks. It was no Coke on campus, and then Coke on campus, and then it was Brian Logan not on the show, and then Brian on the show. Those are the four for me. Okay. Uh, for just $6.20, you can buy your own BYU Dang It uh, doll. Yeah, Dang It doll. Dang It doll. We, we, oh, no. we, uh, we're not going to say the other phrase. It's super yeah, normal, but d- not acceptable here. Yeah. Um, dang It. That's, that's what You're saying Dang It? Yeah, Dang It. I've never heard that. Yeah, Dang It. Dang It doll. Okay. Um... Uh, and it can help you supposedly with with stress. So you know when you're when you're having those situations, like it's like this is like Forky from Toy Story Four. It does look like a doll. It does look like Forky. That's, I mean, it's, it's just kind of weird. But look, if you're if you're experiencing it's very weird. if you're experiencing a situation, yeah, uh, like like uh, you know Coastal Carolina, right? Where you're yes. going through the motions, you can squeeze Gonzaga, the Danger Dog, title game. Oh, we're up. 13 and we lost. Give me the danger doll. Honey, give me the danger doll. Who calls it a danger doll? Um, I do, sir. Are you are you buying this? Are you going to buy this? Heck no. <laughs> Man, look, I'd be, sc- I'd be scared I'd get some type of curse or something. <laughs> it does look voodoo-ish. It's a little voodoo element here that I'm a little def- uncomfortable with. What? It definitely is. It's a straight up voodoo doll. That's straight up you voodoo You think it's doll. straight like pinching it or uh, putting pins in it and stuff look, during look, the game? Look, I would. Why, I, do, why don't we just make it a uh, St. Mary's doll then? And then you put some pins in it? No? Oh, I, I, I would be down for that. Tell you. And you tell me. Listen, if BYU loses like 13 in a row to Utah, we will just do straight voodoo to try and win the game now. That's, we, that's, like, we'll go outside the bounds of we're gonna, we're gonna, the, the field. We're going to buy hundreds of dance. Danger dolls. BYU <laughs> danger dolls. Get your BYSN danger doll. Coming up. <laughs> R and S O. That means rising show. Yeah. And uh, top five, t- but the fans don't know. <laughs> oh. Top five Tuesday, Dennis Pitta style, I guess. What, like, it's his birthday, so we show some plays. Like, we don't do this for anybody else. Happy birthday to This is BYU Sports Nation. Why, like, why are we doing this? We don't do, we didn't do this with Shimmer 
BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. On the latest BYU Sports Nation right now, if you could be any superhero, who would you be and why would it be Fred Warner? Check it out on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, the Gram, and YouTube. Yeah, from BYUSN, let's go. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, live in Studio B, against my will. Happy birthday, Dennis Pitta. Uh, top 5 Tuesday, presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. It's Dennis Pitta's 36th birthday. So here's five plays, I guess. Right, here's number five. 2008 versus Northern Iowa. Check, oh, FCS, good job. Check, <laughs> check out this great diving catch by your boy. Stretching out, one-hander. So it doesn't really matter what the competition is. This Iowa. is an individual type of performance, stretching out. Yeah. That's oh, nice. I, thought, I thought it was one-handed. That's but. a nice play. All of these, like, in SD, because Dennis is so old, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> number four. He's kind of blurry. Yeah, number four. 2009 at Colorado State. Touchdown catch falling out of the end zone. If only he had caught it inbounds and made it a little easier. Unnecessarily diving. <laughs> Didn't need to. Great catch by Dennis. BYU won 42-23. How about this? Colorado State dominating yards 408 to 256, but BYU put up 42 points. So, yeah, this was this was uh, 2009, man. Brian Logan, you were watching I, this on the sideline, yeah, bro. I do, I do. You and I both watched this play on the sideline. I, re- I remember him doing like <laughs> catching this and going, "Thank God," because I just gave up. I think a touchdown. I gave up two touchdowns. <laughs> you didn't give up a single touchdown to BYU. <laughs> That's not true. Two touchdowns. I, I gave up this game. So, I, I, I thank him for that 100, percent man. Uh, I think Max it was a great throw. Yeah, Max, Max, Max. I think Luke Ashworth could have done the same thing. He did a little bit in 2010. Yeah. When, when, against Colorado State? Against Colorado State, yeah. yeah. How many times have we I actually had, this? I actually had a, I actually had a, <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm still going. This is the most going. loved Dennis. Is that, what's I'm, number three? I'm still going and going and going. Number three is uh, Colorado State, 2008. Uh, Great catch. This is a, a, a wild catch right here. This is, so I see receivers actually practice this type of drill. And so smash? What, what, what happens is they'll, they'll go one way, um, you know, shoulders turn one way, and then the ball is thrown on the back shoulders, yeah. the back side. That's Vincent so, Jurgens, 2015. So, yeah, so basically they, they, have, to, they have to plant and, tur- and, and turn and do a complete, you know, 180 um, while, the, while they're running, while the ball is in the air and catching the other shoulder. Uh, but then to get hit, helmet to come off. Um, what a throw is, by is Max. Uh, the, the corner blitz, right? Okay, why can't Dennis find a helmet that fits? <laughs> okay, it just pops up. Number two, 2009 versus Oklahoma. Dennis Pitta has a 23-yard catch on fourth down. This is an amazing play. Dennis barrels all the way inside the five. Boom. And guess what? The helmet pops up. I'm telling you, there was a real problem. Mick Hill, what <laughs> happened? Why can't we get a helmet that fits? Look, this That this, was a great play. He had 62 yards on that game-winning drive, by the way. This is this, – look how – the difference of the, oh, this the visual. Is, this is what's called high definition. So crisp. Yeah. So clean. Thank you, ESPN, the mountain. You suck. Number one, 2008 versus Colorado State. Why am I getting all the Colorado State wins? Game <laughs> winning touchdown. Yeah. This is a great catch by Dennis. The, the, the aftermath. Catches at what? The seven and just barrels into the. And into the, end the most impressive thing is his helmet stayed on. I'm shocked. I'm shocked. You already won that game 45 42. Fun story about this particular play. I'm about to call a women's volleyball game. I'm, I'm, you know, we're in the middle of the prayer. Someone in the truck says, 
Dennis Spinner just scored. BYU's going to win the game. And I say really loud during the prayer. Dennis Pitta just scored? Like that loud. <laughs> and, and everyone turns and looks at me like, oh my gosh, we're praying. What are you doing? <laughs> so Dennis Pitta interrupting prayers for the norm. Those are the top five plays from Dennis Pitta. Now, as good as those were, I actually have a different number one that I liked more. Um, and once I found out we were doing this during the show, I requested this and our, our team got this together. Last year, we did the best to wear it series by jersey number in BYU history, which is super fun. And we were pretty bored. It was, it was COVID. Um, <laughs> number 32 obviously goes to Jimmer Fredette. There's no contest there. Like, if you think it's otherwise, I really question, you know, the logic. I would think it's Dennis. Okay, enough from you. <laughs> Here's what Dennis thought of the situation. The honorable mention at number 32. There's no Come need on. to mention any honorable mentions of number jump 32. Up, <laughs> Guys, what is this? Guys, guys, they gave it. They gave it to Jimmer. It to Jimmer. <laughs> what are you what are doing you here? Hello, Dennis. Dennis, what are you? What are you doing here? I hope you're happy, Jerem. Now my kids' hey, day is ruined. Dennis's kids. Jimmer was better than your dad. <laughs> True. Jimmer was better better than Dennis. That's hilarious. That, that, that was funny, right? That that is hilarious, man. He was... guys, guys, they gave it to Jimmer. You thank you for ruining my kids' day. Yeah, we're we're uh we're told that Dennis is in Hawaii celebrating the fact that he got the top five. It also happens to be his birthday. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so that's probably I mean that's probably his birthday present is being in Hawaii. I think that's the safest stuff. That's yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I would love to to do that. Yeah. So happy birthday to Dennis. Happy birthday, Dennis. Coming up, who will get the E V of the day? Again, people don't know what that is. What is it? Billy voice. And the R and S O. This is BYU Sports Day. Happy birthday. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Delta Airlines. Keep climbing. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward. BYU Sports Nacion, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. They're free, and you can use them on your phone anytime you want. Or you can download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Our question of the day, what do you want out of the BYU defensive line in 2021? At Twiggerstone on Twitter, I want to see sub-100 rushing yards for every team they play. I think we put too much emphasis on the sacks. If they can contain the run, it puts the offense in bad positions. That can lead to turnovers and other good outcomes. Absolutely. And that is part of this conversation is, what's BYU defense has done the last five, ten years? It's been really impressive yeah. in terms of stopping the run. It is not as flashy as it used to be in terms of sacks. But you think back to 2016, BYU had like 31 takeaways that year, second in the country with Utah. That was incredible. The next year we were like, can BYU replicate that? We foolishly thought, well, maybe. No, that was an incredible number. But the havoc that BYU creates is pretty good. And they stopped the run. Pretty good. I, I really love how there's an actual quantifiable goal of 100, you know, keeping teams at under 100 yards rushing. Yes. That was, our, that was one of our pillars when we played with Broncos. Right. It was under. So the chances of you winning the game um, is almost like 100% if you can get, you know, three, four pillars um, you know, accomplished within the game. And one of those pillars is keeping a, an offense under 100 rushing yards. At uh, B.F. Webster, sacks, hurries, QB hits, and pressure. Fear in our opponent's eyes. So four of those five are quantifiable. The yes. fear in the eyes 
harder to quantify, that although quantify. Quantify. we could ask BYU Photo to just kind of take some pictures then we look at it and, and see there. But those <laughs> things matter in the conversation uh, defensively. The defensive line, I think we just need to understand what BYU is asking them to do, and then we understand, like, okay, if they don't get a bunch of sacks, that's okay. Although, I would take a bunch of sacks. Yeah. I don't want to act like – one, one question I would ask is, if, if, if something's low – are you doing it on purpose or are you saying, and I'm not saying BYU is saying this, but just general principle, are you saying you don't care about that because it was low? Yeah. If, yeah. if all of a sudden our ratings just tank on BYUSN, we go, well, we don't actually care about we that. We don't care about that anyway. Like, if it's inconvenient, you ignore it. it mm-hmm. No, you embrace it, right? Our Elite Voice of the Day is presented by Sundance Mountain Resort. We have two. We have two today. At Lisa Bangeter on Instagram. I want them to stop Utah. Nice. Nice. The state or the team? <laughs> get us some water. We're in a drought. At Tanner McCann on Twitter. Dave, is this you? Uh, to shut down the Utes running game. That's all. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Okay. So if we're focusing on Utah, that's what it comes down to. Always. Mm-hmm. Right? And forever. Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Let's give one out to George Udo, who says he's uh, good to go. I don't know what that means. Uh, we've been told he's probably not going to play a ton this year, recovering from an injury. Maybe he's out of schedule. Who knows? Elijah Bryant playing with the Bucks game four. Yep. Hopefully he sees some minutes. That could that could mean it's meaningful or meaningless. We'll see. And then Gideon George trying out for the Nigerian uh, Olympic team. Apparently it's going to be tough to make it, but if Gideon George could make the Nigerian national team for the Olympics, that'd be sweet, dude. Would be, man. Do you have any other rising shout-outs you want to throw out there? My mom, I love you. Rising shout-out to you. It's good to see him. Oh, oh, I guess I am kind of It was great today. to have you back, man. man it, was good to, it was good to be back. I, you know, I, I'm a, I feel a little rusty, like a little bit, but... Yeah. Hey, it's June 29th, I'm, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, we don't need our best show on June 29th. Look, look dude, I would you know, say this. September 4th. I, I feel like Mary when she got Jesus back. Yeah, that's how, that's how I, I feel. I feel safe. I feel loved. You about to Thank sing? You. No, I was going to cry. Uh, okay. Save that for 18 seconds from now. <laughs> uh, thanks to today's guest, Jan Jorgensen. Happy birthday to Dennis Pitta. Sorry, Jerem. We actually had time for him today. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. For Brian, I'm Jerem. See ya. Go Cougs.